Good morning, everybody. This is Marcus today. Members podcast, Thursday, 28th of September. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, if it's advice at all. As you doubtless will have seen this morning, Dow Jones down again. NASDAQ and S&P pretty much unchanged. S&P up one point. Exciting stuff. European markets down a little bit. I have that groundhog feeling that you get when the market's going nowhere. Every day, there's just a little bit of attrition. It happens in the down cycle. But having been down 23 this morning, futures were down 13. We again have made it into positive territory. The main problem overnight, of course, is the oil price up 2.6%. And that's after stockpiles at the strategically important Cushing storage facility in Oklahoma in the US hit a one-year low. The US have managed to run down their strategic reserves at just the wrong time, just when the Saudis have decided to support the Russians by getting the oil price up for them. And as the Saudis go higher for longer, bond yields go higher for longer. And the longer we see the oil price going up, the longer it'll be before the equity markets go up. So oil price up 2.6%. Not good for anyone except the energy sector, which is up 2.2% today and is the standout. And that's taken the resources sector up 1.13%. Otherwise, overnight, bond yields up yet again in the US. 10-year bond yield up six basis points. So things just aren't getting better on that front. Iron ore price down a touch. You probably saw some of the Chinese headlines yesterday. CIFI Holdings, which is a Chinese property developer listed in Hong Kong, dropped 54.6% yesterday after announcing a $1.93 billion, I'm not sure that's Hong Kong dollars, must be Hong Kong dollars, a $1.93 billion loss in the first half and the market cap is about $8 billion. So the Chinese property woes don't go away. Chinese woes hit new lows and China Evergrande was down 2.5% yesterday. Just keeps rolling. There was a People's Bank of China statement yesterday. They would implement monetary policy in a precise and forceful manner to support the economy. We don't want precise and forceful. We want out of control, irrationally exuberant stimulus, but we're not going to get it. Precise and forceful they will be. There were some better than expected Chinese industrial profit numbers yesterday, which helped the iron ore price out. Enough of China. China's Groundhog Day as well. Chinese property woes are higher for longer. That's Groundhog. Net result, we are in cash in the portfolios, the active portfolios at the moment, looking for the next trade. Now, I've listed a few things which could possibly be the next trade for us to get involved in. One that is ongoing at the moment is uranium. And we are working on a uranium article addressing the question whether this is a moment in uranium pricing or whether this is the real thing and a long-term recovery article coming on that. We're thinking of added, adding Paladin to the long-term growth portfolio. So uranium is already active and on the road. We haven't really got a quality stock to buy, so it would only be a small holding. Lithium, is there going to be a lithium resurrection? Lithium, to me, excuse me, Henry, is feeling a little bit like buy now, pay later too. Just folded up that boom. Is this the end of the lithium trade or not? I don't know, but watching for the recovery, there are some stocks that have dropped a lot and some quite big stocks that will make us a fortune if the lithium price starts going up again. But for now, it's an avoid as the sector continues to drop into a hole. Another trade would be the resources sector, and that depends on China. There are a lot of negative headlines about China, but it is short term. And let's just understand this. China is growing at 5%. That is a massive growth rate for a massive economy. We can sweat about the expectations being too high 
high and the trend being lower, but it's still phenomenal growth and it ensures the future of our resources stocks. They have secure long-term futures with China. We just have to time the sentiment low. And at the moment, sentiment is still leaking out of the sector. So just waiting for something to happen there. US technology. We obviously had a fabulous trade earlier this year in US tech. And of course, we can and have got used to buying the NASDAQ or the FANG ETFs to take advantage of that. At the moment, as you know, in the last couple of weeks, there are sell signals on the NASDAQ, sell signals on big tech, and the sector is overvalued. The PEs are higher than history. Some of the price to sales ratios are a little bit ridiculous at 11 times on Microsoft, let alone 35 times on NVIDIA. So there's no real value there, and the sectors are both coming off. But that, of course, could turn around at some point. We've got the US results season coming up in the next few weeks. That could reignite big tech if some of the results are fabulous as happened in the last in the second quarter results season but if you remember Nvidia reported results was it earlier this month and they were fabulous and whilst there was a pop in Nvidia that didn't turn the whole sector if Nvidia results can't do it what can anyway watching big tech looking for another trading opportunity in that but as I say sell signals around recently and the sector still heading down the banks always a buy for income the banks best income stocks in the world just that don't expect any growth buy on the lows no rush to buy them at the moment hopefully they'll bottom before the dividends in november from anz westpac and nab cba doesn't have results till february of course another trade would be stock market stocks obviously we run the macquarie one stock portfolio but there are other stocks in a whole as well like the asx we just have to time the bottom of the stock market which is not that hard we're on it every day so just keep reading for that moment but it's obviously not here at the moment and of course there's the market the market here and in the market in the US and we play that through the strategy portfolio through ETFs which is currently in cash but we're ready to go should there be any excuse so there are a few themes there uranium lithium resources stroke China big tech banks stock market stocks and the market itself what themes have I missed sure I've missed some themes there when it comes to individual stocks I can see a lot of quality stocks that have been sold off there are even a few buy signals around Telstra, ResMed, ASX. But there is a list of stocks going on the watch list. I wouldn't be chasing them at the moment in this market, but a list of stocks to buy when there's a big pivot point in the market and we start to get optimistic again. We could be some months from that if higher for longer remains the dominant theme. So I'm just putting these stocks on the watch list for the moment. ASX, APA, Coles, Telstra, ResMed, CSL. You could probably name a few more as well. So just watching 40 years of stockbroking tells me that the stock market is a cycle and rather than sweat it in the downturns we should welcome the lows because it creates the opportunity to make accelerated gains in the recovery a bit too early for that right at the moment i've written up a couple of stocks today one is star entertainment group ethically you wouldn't touch it no yield 17 times pe they've just done a capital raising the share price has been absolutely smashed down from four dollars to 63 cents there are four brokers with research out in the last week or so. The target prices are 50%, 90%, 19%, and 90% above the current share price. Having just done a massive capital raising, all these brokers are presumably involved. They all want the share price up. There's another $185 million retail component to the capital raising at 60 cents, share price 63. Everybody wants the share price up. If the game is about picking stocks in a sentiment hole, if you can share shut your 
eyes to unconscionable behaviour. Might be an opportunity in Star Entertainment. The other stock I've written up today is Endeavour. You'll see there's a boardroom stoush at Endeavour. This is another stock down from $7 to $5.28. This is uh, Dan Murphy's BWS Hotels. It's pretty solid stuff. Quality and performed appallingly. And the biggest shareholder, Bruce Matheson, is agitating for change, trying to get their own people on the board. Management change can often be a catalyst for a better performance. Turn the share price around, especially one that's been down 23% in a year. 5.9% yield, 18 times PE, quality stuff. Revenue slowly growing. It's not a sexy stock, I've got to tell you. Average broker target price, 12% above the current share price. And there we go. That's about that. A couple of housekeeping items. It's a state holiday in Victoria tomorrow. I will be on Marcus Light. No podcasts or section, Marcus section tomorrow, but I'll be helping Henry with the emails. Henry will be on Henry Heavy. Henry Heavy. And on Monday, I have got a day's holiday. Team will be on the newsletter. And of course, I'm working Saturday. So there will still be a Saturday newsletter. And that's about that. Good to see Henry back in action. Coming up next week, main thing is probably going to be the non-farm payrolls number on Friday. Also, China goes on holiday next week. Actually, it goes on holiday tomorrow. Otherwise, the RBA meeting will be the focus on Tuesday. You saw the CPI number yesterday. It behaved itself. I think you'd probably explain it that way. The RBA put their minutes out last week. This will be the first, is it the first meeting with Michelle Bullock in charge? Bullock, by the way, 1L. Everyone keeps saying you've spelt Michelle wrong. Not Bullock, sorry. Michelle has 1L. But if she does what she's supposed to as a central banker, her performance will not cause any ripples. Policy is an oil tanker and it should only be turned slowly. So expect more of the same. And what they've said recently is existing data is consistent with inflation reverting to its target within an acceptable time frame without adjusting the cash rate. In other words, if everything behaves itself, rates have peaked. And although a lot of strategists will say we've got another rate rise to come and we may well have that CPI number this week, certainly didn't rattle any cages. So everything's going to stay on hold. Okay, that's about it from me. As I leave you, market up 19. It's been down 23. So quite a good bounce today. ResMed up 3.3%, still going. Pilbara Minerals up 3.8%. Oil and energy stocks all up today. Mineral resources up 2.5%. Oh, bit of a big cap recovery in lithium. And also resources, Fortescue Metals up today. All came up today. There is a lithium resurrection going on. And coal stocks up today. Lion Town Resources even up today. And banks up. And there we go. You have a fabulous day. I will not be back tomorrow, except on Marcus Light. I'll be back on Tuesday and the team will look after you until then. Mm-hmm.